this week is our week. Yeah, it's our week and your week. We're gonna do it. It's everybody's week. God forbid anything bad happen. <laughs> we're just on starting. Our week. We're just starting right out of the gates. We didn't even say hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. But also, it's our week. It's, we we have to start to... with that because it's time that people realize. It's time that people, especially everyone around us, right now There's a lot in of this people vicinity, us and it's quiet know that, that it's our week. Us. Oh, it's yeah. Let's but, talk over each other some yeah. more. <laughs> well, okay. This <laughs> oh, starting professionally as ever. I love <sighs> starting professionally as ever. Hi, I'm Hannah Hoffman, and I'm here with my good friend Andrew Larson, and this is the podcast. No apologies. What's up, everybody? I hope you are having a great week. Um, whenever we you're sure listening are. to this, yeah, we sure are. I mean, good enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the weather's nice, the right? The weather is gorgeous. Shout out to that Midwestern 60 degree Woo-hoo. weather feels so nice except today the clouds did come in for a hot second and rained slightly on my laptop but i was fast enough (laughs) please hold while andrew dies (laughs) sorry that's our seasonal allergies you're gonna hear them throughout the show they're our special guest today (laughs) andrews are real and mine are fake (laughs) that seemed pretty realistic thanks i practiced i knew we were gonna do a seasonal allergy bit so i rehearsed a little little (laughs) allergy bit oh this is all planned out our comedy is something else our comedy is something else (laughs) we could make people cry if we were on stage we could and it would probably not be tears of joy (laughs) no it'd be tears of pain it would be tears of they call this comedy no i'm kidding we're being too hard on ourselves yeah anyway how's your week been you know kind of crazy but also not it's early in the week we don't usually start this early. shoot i know it's tuesday Mm -hmm. right it's tuesday it's we're outside. We're outside. Recording outside. How nice is that? It's so nice. I can't complain, really. I can't complain. The, like, there are a couple clouds, but the sun is coming out. There's, like, some nice trees. Yeah, that the you grass can see is the greening trees. up. The grass is greening the up. The leaves are starting to, to bud on trees. Right. Look at that. That tree definitely has buds. <coughs> what kind of tree is that, Andrew? I want to say it's a tulip. I'd believe you. I don't know a tree ID at all. That's why I asked Andrew. <laughs> I, well... I want to say that. I'm going to say it. Don't I don't know like if it's true. Trees. Yeah, I do too. They're mm-hmm. cool. You're the one who introduced me to them. Yeah. I'm probably yeah. going to play one in my yard when I become an adult. Well, very nice, Hannah. Thank I'm you ready. for sharing a bit about <laughs> about your future. Yeah, I have plans. Yeah. <laughs> we can, we can talk about them sometime. None of our plans are ever set in stone. Never, ever. Well, uh, how's your beauty? Your week been? My week's been, my week's been all right. You know, I, I had a long weekend and... I took a wilderness first aid class this weekend. Got to recertify myself right after my big uh, heart attack moment. They should just give you a lifetime subscription to being certified for that. (laughs) For real. For real. Yeah, so I am extra confident on all of my abilities in that aspect, but I had to spend 16 hours at state gym. No way. (laughs) Yeah. State gym is where they do wilderness. They do wilderness first aid in the state gym conference room, and you're just sitting there, and you're like, why am I doing this? Mm. Other than that, though, good weekend. I guess I totally forgot. I went on a bachelor party this past weekend. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you an adult? (laughs) We're at that stage, Hannah, where our friends are getting married. I don't like that stage. <laughs> they're getting married and they're asking us to be in their weddings and then we have to spend money on... Yes. I'm complaining. Tell I shouldn't me. complain. Tell me about this. I shouldn't complain. I love been... it. No, complain. <laughs> I'm not going to complain. You can complain in a way that's being supportive. But it's a supportive complaint. But many people complaint. don't know when right. your friends get married and they ask you to be in a wedding, 
be prepared to a- pay for a little bit of stuff. A financial investment? Well, like, okay, so the bachelor party is one thing. You're going on a trip, right? Or right. somewhere casual. Mine was just a cabin in northeast Iowa. That's kind of nice. Yeah, it was really nice. We just hung out, went swimming in the pond. That's like, fun. Had a fire grilled out. That's Super really casual. Fun. If I was ever going to have a bachelor party, that's what I'd want to do. Well... When? I'll put that in my plans for adulthood. Yes. <laughs> you can just have a bachelor party. You don't even have to get married. You're right. I can. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but no, I mean, it's, it's it was a great experience, and it's super exciting when you have friends. That right. It's also cool when, like, you're friends with b- the bride and the groom, or the bride-to-be and the groom-to-be. Oh, okay. Yes. Did I say that right? I think so. Okay. I'm new like, to this. The, the, bride, the bride and groom, right? Bride and groom-to-be. To be. Because it's not They're really not married the wedding yet. yet. They're fiancers. But are they still the bride? <laughs> Fiance. It's too hard. This is our first wedding, guys. We're learning. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll just go with that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Okay. The, the, the married couple to be, were they both there? No, it was a bachelor just, party. Okay. <laughs> the way you said it, I thought they were both there. And I no, got I'm just saying, like, <laughs> when you're friends with both sides, it's really cool. Yes. Are you friends with both sides? Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been awkward if that I wasn't? That would have been so weird. Yeah. <laughs> How would we have kept the story going? Well, it would have ended like this. <laughs> well, yeah. You couldn't see, anyway. but we just didn't say anything there, if you couldn't yep. tell. we by the silence on the recording. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. So, uh, got any big things coming up? You know, uh... That was the most oh, yeah, I general, do. generic question I could have ever asked. I'm going to a conference this weekend in Arkansas. It's Whoa. the, uh, it's called A-Rap. I don't know what the initials actually spell out because I'm really invested. Can't you tell? Can't we make up what this <gasps> Let's means? Let's make it up. Okay. So it's, what the what are the letters? A-R-A-P. Okay. So obviously I think the first one should Aardvarks. be... Aardvarks. <laughs> Aardvarks running... Running against... Ar- against P. What's... <laughs> just no. the actual P? <laughs> <laughs> no. Aardvark's running against... Paramedics? Yikes. <laughs> paramedics, yeah. So yeah. you're going to the Aardvark's running, running against, against paramedics, paramedics conference. conference. I love that. It's going to be interesting, you know, <laughs> yeah. a lot of Aardvark's, some paramedics. That's why I had to get my wilderness first aid recertified. <laughs> They're running against each other. It's, you know, yeah. what do you do? No, but yeah. in all reality, it's um, it's a conference for outdoor um, trip leaders, basically. So, like, um, they call it, like, recreation student leaders. It's a student-run <clears throat> conference. So there's a bunch of, like panels that they have about how to be a good trip leader and how to like Hmm. you know live your best life in the outdoors and then it's at like this climbing area so we're gonna do a bunch of like outdoor climbing sure and we're going to um there's like a dutch oven cook-off and we camp whoa they're gonna do a screening of this big like rock climbing movie did i ever tell you sorry that is a a super super cool. cool Did I ever tell you about the ultimate pancake that I made in a cast iron skillet? I, the Dutch what? oven made me think of it. Yeah, camping. yeah. I'm t- I hate, let so me we tell were, you a secret. I hate Dutch oven cooking, but oh, go okay. on. <laughs> well, this was a cast iron skillet, so it okay. wasn't a Dutch oven. But mm-hmm. it's similar in fashion because it's like were you camping? thick metal and yeah. like it's over a fire. Right? Yes. So it takes a little bit longer to cook. Right. It's weird. It's, it's hard. Weird. It's hard to clean. We were making pancakes and they were great. I bet they were. They were kind of lumpy. Because it's weird in a cast iron skillet. Either way, it was still good. Mm -hmm. We had a lot, a lot of pancake batter left on our last night camping. Okay. So we're like, let's make a mega pancake. 
the pancake so we poured, to end all pancakes. So my friend poured all of the pancake batter into the pan. As one does. Filled almost up to the brim. And so it literally is about three inches or four inches thick. It's like that BuzzFeed video of the pancake. Have you seen that? Of the pancakes that are like as big as your head, but it's oh, like height. Oh, no. That's... Yeah, they're like Japanese pancakes. They're like actual cake. They have some weird food over But anyway, there. keep telling yeah. me about your cool pancake. Well, it took like three hours to cook because it's over a fire. and That's amazing. It was so thick. I bet. And once we got it out and we put like maple syrup on it and chocolate <laughs> frosting, you know. something... We just put, we made, it, we made it look like a cake. I love it. But it was with but it pancake, was pancake things, batter. And it was. Did it taste like a cake? Or did it taste like a pancake with frosting on it? It tasted like a really sad, make, it was a breakfast made by a really sad chef. Oh, yeah. Like, he's going to off himself next week. Thank you. Oh, Hannah. <laughs> that was dark. Too dark. Too dark Maybe, for the podcast. Edit that out. <laughs> we'll edit that one out. Well, edit that out with you. When we say that, we're not going to edit it out. You guys have to edit it out edit with it your out ears. With your ears. Um, Pretend like I didn't say that. But it did taste like a sad pancake. Someone, someone there was were not tears. proud of it that were yeah. in the batter. There's a weeder dog right there. <laughs> loose? <laughs> oh. Baby, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just like, is he loose? He doesn't have a leash on. Hi. Hi, puppy. <gasps> oh. So a special good. guest. <laughs> Our special guest is this wiener Hi. dog. <laughs> he just wants to eat this oh, food. Yeah. I love Honestly, it. Honestly, it's a great place to search. Oh, they, oh he there found he something. Goes. Yeah, good for you, buddy. <laughs> He's so happy. <laughs> oh, I love it. Sorry, that was just Hannah and I falling over. But just, over you know, the... sometimes you're podcasting on Central Campus and you see this dog that likes to eat scraps off the ground and it's really cute. And he's kind of an obese, lumpy <laughs> He's a lumpy dog. <laughs> Which are my favorite, personally. He's really lumpy. Shout out Charlie back home. He's not lumpy, but I think he has a little bit of chunk A little on him. bit of. My mom likes to say that he isn't. Like, no, he's... He... We used to say he was on the green bean diet when we used to show him and the groomer slash breeder that we got him from would say like also please do not cry to me about getting him from a breeder i know it's bad adopt <laughs> please adopt people i, I know. thought that that was what the breeder was saying <laughs> no no the breeder the breeder would say like this is why i will not probably buy i'm not gonna say who it was right because that's i don't know crappy, man you say like, whatever you need to say she was like What's your story feed him green beans like that's his diet for a little bit to thin he likes down to eat green beans <laughs> what? Well, not like that he likes to it's just it's that's just, what that's you, what he eats you now eat, eat, have him eat green beans for a diet <laughs> like, uh, i can't be giving him the nutrients he needs <laughs> no and i like i know hannah that you love canned green beans <laughs> but not a food for dog but not a food for dogs just to a eat. food for hannah <laughs> maybe for a quick snack that they can get maybe every once in a while right for a little treat but like i don't know it just a green bean treat me the wrong way that's interesting. Also, sorry for going on a little tangent about... <laughs> I just... You know, people get People all, get weird about that stuff. People get weird. I'm like... You know... If you responsibly source your pet or... Right. Anything. Drugs. Right. No, I don't know. I responsibly no. source my drugs. You, that was I'm a joke. I'm just kidding. It's just kidding. <laughs> we don't 
source drugs, Hannah, do we? <laughs> no, we do not. There are no drugs. No. no drugs. It was funny. I was uh, joking with my friend Will yesterday that we needed to start growing a certain drug because the market is low. We have heard through the grapevine, through some of our friends who partake in those activities. Now, are you saying, that is the market low in, like, in the U.S. or is the market low in Ames, Iowa? The market is low in Ames, Iowa. There's a void. Oh. One of my coworkers is recently on probation. I can't. I probably shouldn't say that. Well, mm. <laughs> Edit that one out I with you. Edit that one. Uh, does he listen? Ah, I'm not going to say anymore. Okay. <laughs> I don't think they listen. Oh, good. I don't want to give away anything about them. Well, no apologies, Hannah. Just, no apologies. They did it themselves. We were, but that's, we had this very long, drawn-out joke about how we were going to start a drug trade in Ames. Well, <laughs> and then our boss overheard us, and he was like... Probably shouldn't. He's like, at least... I know you guys are joking. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. Well, Andrew, I think we've successfully done a few minutes of chit chat. Do we want to <sighs> spring chat. our news? I'm so excited. We are have you some excited? news. I'm excited too. Uh, so, Hannah and I have been <laughs> long searching for some way to give you guys some structure in this podcast. Some structure. Because we've heard through feedback, also, like, just our trying to explain to people what mm-hmm. we talk about. And the faces they give us. Right. They're not about it. Well, not everyone wants to hear about and, college life. In the and Midwest. I also should say, like, we don't really care. Like, we just do it because it's we fun. We do it because it's fun, right? Yeah. And we enjoy it no matter what. Right. But we, we're trying to find a way to, like, make it a little more structured and make it because a little more Because you know what's unique. also fun, listener? Having multiple listeners. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Having more than fill in the, the two numbers here. that make up our v- listeners. <laughs> Um, it is a double digit. <laughs> it is a double digit, guys. It. We're not going to tell you what double digit because that would just tell our uh, our um, rivals yeah. information that they shouldn't know. No. Right? Screw them. Screw our rivals. <laughs> they don't need the insider information. We could give it to themselves. Yeah. I'm not making sense. Anyway. Uh, well, anyways. <laughs> Word well, on the street is this podcast is getting some structure. And yeah. Andrew and I are here to deliver. Yeah. So... Oh, we kind of had a brain blast this past week. And by brain blast, Andrew's being modest. It was totally his idea, and it was very brilliant. Yes, and I but... was like, let's do it. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> we have sort of talked about these types of things before. We're both pretty passionate about the environment and right. just, like, natural resources in general. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about, like, some really cool people that we know in our lives that have, like, done some super awesome things for... Right. The future of this country and the environment and things like that. Flashback, Lisa Schulte Moore, Prairie Strips. That was a rad episode. Yeah, yeah, what up? <laughs> uh, uh, edit that out, guys. <laughs> um, Don't edit that out. That was cool. <laughs> our little what up thing? What up? Yeah, maybe we should do We should do like a rap closure. Should we do a rap? We're going to wrap to close this up later, but not close. yet because okay. we're not done. I'm going to start brainstorming as we talk. Okay, well. This is how we We're do gonna it. We're going to have to use, like, the at words because they rhyme and they're easy to come up with. Uh, everybody's like, you said structure, but I'm not hearing <laughs> I'm structure. I'm not hearing structure yet. Here it comes. Well, Get here ready. it comes. Buckle your seatbelts. Pull up Three, your panties. Two. <laughs> Sorry, I said panties on our podcast, Hannah. <laughs> no apologies. <laughs> Sorry. No apologies. Um, so okay. we've decided that we're going to both kind of research and share mm-hmm. um, really cool, like, courageous stories about people doing awesome things for our planet. Yeah, we're going to spotlight the cool stuff going on. Yeah. 
and bring it to people's attention. And bring it to people's attention and probably go on tangents about it. Right. And also, like, just be in awe of the cool people that are saving our world for our future. And then hopefully, like, at least X amount of listeners will know a little bit more about, like, the cool world that we live in and, like, maybe have some vested interest in keeping it the way that it is now. I'd say so. And I I also would say that I feel like this new structure will engage listeners a little bit more they might be interested to like share their own stories of people that they know or like things that they've heard and i think that would be super cool so um we're just gonna go ahead and get started yeah i you know do you want to go first or you want me to um i don't care (laughs) i'll go first okay now does this mean next time I go first? Yes. Okay. That's what that means, I'll Hannah. get ready. Okay. So, <laughs> I'll prepare for next time yeah. when I have to go first. So my story has to do <laughs> with these awesome, rebellious people okay. that saved the Redwoods in California. I'm in. Let's hear it. Yeah. So. Can we, is, it, is this like a time scale? Where are we at? What, what uh, when is it? What part of so? Is it history? Is it today? It's history and today. We're bringing well, out a mostly resource, history, folks. Yes. <laughs> so this goes back to the Pacific Lumber Company in California. Okay. And I think the town is. Oh, I can't remember exactly. It's a, like a little like lumber mill town. Basically, like all like housing all of the workers of the Pacific Com- Lumber Company. Okay. So like, um. It's super cool. <laughs> I sorry, I'm trying really hard. It I'm, is super cool. Keep talking. You're okay. good. So this company—it's gonna be general right now. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're giving you the Wikipedia entry. I can give you because even though Wikipedia isn't something you would cite in a research article, it's really good about giving everyone a lot of background information on things. So think of us as your new Wikipedia. Okay. So what I can tell you, so they owned a lot of land along the shore of california and mostly in northern california and if you know anything about the shoreline that ecosystem it's mostly a rainforest type forest system that's cool of redwoods so it goes all the way so there is like a system that stretches all the way from alaska all the way down through washington state oregon and california okay that's mostly like old growth huge forest like really old like looks like from Jurassic That's cool. You know what I mean? Like right. it's super mossy and ferns and huge trees. Right. So they're all a ton of these redwoods. Um and so this Pacific Lumber Company was okay. owned by a man named I believe Simon J. Murphy. Okay? okay. I think that was his name. And I that's not super important. What's important is that he sold the company. Okay. He this sold dude the, got rid of the company. Yes, he sold the company. He said goodbye. To Maxam Incorporated, which was owned by a real jerk. Okay. Oh, and the town was named Scotia, California. Scotia. Which I thought was kind of cool. I like it. Yeah. It's um, like the 70s, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was all like, keep in mind, like this this place is all just logging. Okay. And so this this Maxam Incorporated was owned by this real jerk. Okay. Um, and I can't remember the name of him off the top of my head. I, but he sucked. He sucked. And New company, shitty director. Yes, exactly. So, but they sold it because this guy was a like a financier. Okay. And he was targeting companies that were, like, vulnerable. And so the way that 
Pacific Lumber Company harvested their trees was very like as the need arised. They right. they selectively harvested only the trees that they needed. They right. did not clear cut more than they needed. They're like they're going to preserve the ecosystem. Yeah, and they also had no debt. And so they were one of a very rare logging and lumber company in that they had land, they only harvested what they needed to, and they weren't they weren't in debt. in debt. That's amazing. But in the world of finance, okay. this was a vulnerable company because I don't know. <laughs> Either way. It's it hard a, to explain. In the world of finance, it was a vulnerable company. It was In the world of finance, it was a vulnerable company, mostly because, like, in their eyes... Oh, now I, I do remember. Okay. In the eyes of the financers, like, they it wasn't making, being like, productive. It wasn't being... It, they weren't making a huge profit. Mm-hmm. It was making basically even to support all the people. Meat. Right. And, like, to provide the wood that was needed. Which and they is, were like, you're that, not utilizing the capitalism Yes, because they, they, weren't, they didn't think they were utilizing the wood that they had properly. And they th- were like, you can make so much more money. So the, right. this Maxam Incorporated bought out Pacific Lumber Company. Okay, so that's why the buying out happened. The buying out yes, happened that's because why. they thought financially you're not utilizing the resource. Exactly. Okay, And I'm so this was in 1985 that okay. this happened. Okay. It's, it's 85. What are we? Yeah. We're listening to Led Zeppelin. We're yeah. wearing... Um, yeah. What did they wear in the 80s? They're, wear- they're wearing what we're wearing now. Denim? Yeah, denim? lots of denim. Denim tuxedo. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's That sounds good. Teased hair. Yeah. And this, keep in mind, this is also California. <laughs> okay. And hippies. also, like, almost the Pacific Northwest. Okay. Because okay. it's Northern California that this is in. Okay. I'm going to just... I'm going to just... Yep, keep going. Yeah. Okay. So, it was a hostile takeover because, like, this family that owned it before you know was so like beloved right. by the community and things like oh, that oh no but this guy charles herwitz which owned the maxim Inc- he was the Inc- dick he screwed them over by like somehow hiking up some sort of like tax or something and like made them like like financially vulnerable basically and then he took it over okay <laughs> so he this is this is the crazy thing okay he bought all of the forested land that they had. Okay. The town. Okay. A huge corporate building in San Francisco. Holy shit. That's a hefty and price a lumber tag. And a lumber mill. And an entire lumber for mill. For all, I believe, under $2 million. Oh my god. In 1985. That's how, like, how big of a deal this was. That's insane. And the family didn't know any better at the time. And so... Now we look back at that, we're like, that's Ooh, that's really that's terrible. Pretty bad. That's a hostile takeover of five yep. I've ever heard of. Yep, but and it was it, yeah. Shit. So where it gets bad okay. is this isn't bad, it gets worse. <laughs> as you can guess, right. He decides we're gonna start clear cutting. Okay. We're gonna start cutting down and maximizing our profits of off of this land that we God have. God forbid we yes. do it sustainably. <laughs> and and so, like, they start cutting down these huge redwoods. Oh, And no. there's just trucks and trucks and trucks. Of all this lumber. Yes. Oh, my God. Yep. That's awful. And then Protect all of the these redwoods. people. I know. And so that's what we're going to start. T- or no, they're sequoias. That's what we're going to start. Ta- that's what I'm going to start talking about now. The people that protected them. Okay. It was an organization called Earth First. Earth First. They were an environmental activism group that they were 
based out of California, and they were trying to protect the redwoods from these I loggers. I love them. They sound amazing. So the first issue was when a activist from Earth First was struck by a falling tree while trying to stop a logger from cutting down a tree. The logger, oh. the logger got aggressive when he was trying to ask him to stop cutting it down right. and he cut it down onto the guy shit. and like on purpose on purpose think? these redwoods oh yeah these redwoods are humongous so it killed him instantly oh my god what the fuck i know <laughs> this episode is rated x for yeah. hannah's language <laughs> so <laughs> oh what's new hannah it's okay. what is new <laughs> and so the company got off though because the spokesperson because you know this company has so much money they right. can afford these spokespersons they just literally they, bought out like a whole they town were like, the logger was unaware of anyone's presence in the area. Know what I say? BS. BS for sure. <laughs> and so, and they, this is what they said. This is, has happened on multiple instances. This organization, the, the, the company, Pacific right. Lumber Company, told everybody, spun the story that Earth First was purposely cutting down these trees to make it look like Pacific yeah. Com- Lumber Company was doing this to oh them. Oh my God, what dicks? Yes. And so... This this type of thing happened like a ton. Oh my god! Um, and so that was one instance of like a really bad thing. I'm Another bad angry. thing: they clear cut this entire mountainside. Okay. Mudslides wiped out an entire little town. No. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! But they weren't charged. They did not have to pay for any rep- reparations. That's ridiculous. Because they were able to defend themselves. Now, and this, like, and they can hire the big shot lawyers, yes, right? Exactly. In the small town exactly. Because and nobody cared because it was nowhere ca- northern right. California. They don't care. They're like, you no know, one whatever, knew. Your fault for building it next <clears throat> to the clear exactly. field, and you're like, well, what? No, it's yeah, not your fault. Exactly. They what? So, is it weird to eat the strawberries out of the bottom mm, of these Starbucks drinks? Well, I would say maybe, but it's okay. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. <clears throat> so, there were. Tons of these, tons of lawsuits went out against the Pacific Lumber Company okay. to try and protect this redwood forest. Okay. And now this is at the so same people time. people are kind of like, yeah, yeah, we know this is kind of yeah. going on. In so if you remember, the Endangered Species Act came out in what, 1980, right? Yeah. So this is at the same time as they're talking about the spotted owl. They're oh, talking about some of these one. different endangered birds mm-hmm. that are now that nest in these trees. And now that they're clear cutting them, and now that they're like, clear cutting them, they're like, "Well, you are violating federal pol- federal laws." Right. So they started doing these lawsuits, and they started winning, and so they completely blocked Pacific Lumber Company oh, from shit. pretty much harvesting from this huge swath of land That's that amazing. they were trying to protect that was all old growth redwood this is there was like one specific area okay. and i can't remember what um what it uh the headwaters forest i believe is what it was called okay and so these people wanted to protect this and make it like a a uh, a sanctuary right of old growth old redwood redwoods. forest like god yeah, like, we have to, <clears throat> and this like, was in 1986 that this, these lawsuits started. Okay. Okay. And so, this involved the U.S. government. This involved Earth First, wow. and this involved the Pacific Lumber Company. Oh my God. And the State of California Forestry Division. Okay. The State of California Forestry Division, despite all of the federal banning of them cutting down these trees, allowed them to cut down trees. Oh my God. Like gave them permission. Ex- like passed their management plans. Wow. <clears throat> and let them c- continue. So, this huge lawsuit came down. Okay. They said it was like two days. They had heard that they started logging in this area. Okay. That they weren't supposed to be logging in. 
And so these Earth First activists, like, hurried up, and in two days, they, so they did it on a, a holiday, oh so that the God. government couldn't so do they anything. they couldn't do anything? Yes. <gasps> That's so smart. And so they had clear-cut, I want to say, like, 20 acres. Oh, God, that hurts. And so this is the same time as what they called the Redwood Summer. Okay. Now, the Redwood Summer was when things got violent. Okay. Now, this was 1990. 1990. We're, we're jumping a little we're bit, jumping. okay? Yeah, it's the 90s. So, we're moving to 1990. This is when they finally got the ban, and the company is like, okay, So, the we only won't time cut. that they can do it is on the holidays? No, they're not. They they're are. Not, they're not. They, st- they, they got, like, from the FBI. Oh, the shit. FBI, like, like it like, involved the federal. Yeah. Like, you can't. Okay. It's 1990. It's we 1990. Stopped, we kind of stopped them, maybe. Yes. yes. Okay. So, Earth First activist Judy Berry... And okay. Daryl Barry, maybe. Okay. I think they were husband and wife. Oh. They were in their home in San Francisco, and they were driving somewhere. Or okay. say it's a cruise, sorry. And all of a sudden, their car exploded. But they were, like, the leaders of Earth First. No. And so... No. No. Their car exploded. This is sabotage. <gasps> Here's where the plot twists. I'm excited. Not... I want to say it was, like, three hours later... The FBI says they planted it themselves. No. They looked over the car, said Daryl and Judy planted the bomb themselves. And does the company have like FBI people in their pocket? It makes you wonder, right? (gasps) And so this is something that's still unsure. Holy shit, Andrew. We still don't know. Those FBI people are totally in their pocket. No, they were not killed. But still But they were there was an attack. They were they were injured. Big Holy time. Shit. And so Redwood Summer was like a huge time of like, um, occup- like these people occupied the county where this right. logging was trying to happen. All these activists, like, there was one lady that st- stood stood in a tree for two years oh my to God. protect it. Oh my God. Um, two years. And so all these people are super passionate about yeah. it. And the federal government finally like takes notice. And these activists and the company, they all try and work on this plan to finally like save this one area of the forest that's amazing they finally agree on a deal okay um what do we get what's and it was called the headwaters state forest i believe okay um sounds familiar in exchange for 480 million in taxpayers money that was the deal but the idea was that it would be worth it to save them from cutting down these of course gigantic it's this beautiful place and you're gonna make all that money back in recreation yeah and it was a really like important area because it allowed for contiguous old growth forest because on either side of it was federal or state forest land it's gonna be safe so it's gonna be safe my heart is warm so that's where i'm gonna end it it doesn't exactly end there but I, that's that's a, a good ending. good place to stop. Okay. There what there is a headwaters forest there, and it is saved, and they did protect endangered species. What's this documentary called that you you um, watched on? Do you remember? Gosh. Headwaters Forest <laughs> Reserve. I just googled it, the reserve. Uh, maybe search. I don't know. We, uh, we can. I can. Well, look we can for link it, later. it in the Twitter or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow. But that's my story. Seven thousand four hundred seventy-two acres is in this forest reserve. Yeah. Yeah, which is not 
a lot, a lot, but it's but still of, quite like, a of bit. But like old growth forest, that's a lot of old growth forest. Yes, it is. And it's like, it was super important that they saved it. Dude, that's amazing. So I just wanted to share Dude, about that those. that just make your day better? That, I feel such better. A, wasn't that such a cool story? I feel really good. Yeah. And so. This is the kind of stuff that, like, the positive stuff that I need in my life. Yeah. And not every story will be positive because. Right. That is the reality. That's, that's how the world works. And I think works. that's important that we share that. Yeah. But this, this is the type of thing that Hannah and I wanted to do. Hannah, do you want to do Yeah, mine's story? a little bit quicker. We um, are... And if you've ever watched yeah. the uh, Africa series um, of Planet Earth, you probably already have heard it. Uh, but my professor of my environmental literature class likes to do... I can't remember if she calls them, like, magical Earth or, like, momentous Earth minutes. I don't know. It's some... You know, the Earth is magical. It's a quick minute of... You know, monumentous. Cool. Yeah, monumentous, <laughs> monumentous Earth Minute. I don't know. I'm giving it a new name. Um, so last week uh, we were reading Oryx and Crake in the class, and like, while a beautiful piece of literature, very depressing and kind of hard to read yeah. because it used to be specula- speculative fiction, and it's like oh. these days you're kind of like, well, we're getting it's kind of <laughs> being real. <laughs> uh, oh, that's kind of spooky. Yeah, it is kind of spooky. Not the happiest, but uh, also you know it's those hard truths that like maybe like you have to face sometimes yeah absolutely but we got to do our magical earth minute um it was really cool it's about this tribe in africa um they're called the maasai i'm like totally butchering it it's spelled m-a-a-s-a-i um okay and they are like this native tribe in africa and (laughs) they um they basically, so they're, like, nomadic people, and they're, like, herders. Okay. So they have, like, these, like, herds of, like, sheep and goats and cattle, right? And they, like, herd them, and that's their lifestyle. Um, and so, like, they have to protect their herd, right? And there's, like, all these lions in the area that they are. They're, like, I think they live, like, right by, like, Mount Kilimanjaro. Okay. Um, if okay. I'm, like, getting my stuff right and this article huh. that I'm looking at is right. <laughs> um, but so basically, like, they have to protect their heard from the lions so like their tribe since it's basically started has been like it's a really huge honor to like kill a lion and protect your tribe or not your well your tribe and your herd right because probably traditionally like there were plenty of lions and like that was like a cultural symbol probably right and they were defending like their livelihood and their family right it was and it's huge right that's like totally like good for them right in the past um but so there was like they kind of continued this thing and they like they when you kill a lion it's like this huge like rite of passage you like okay. get your manhood basically oh, wow. right okay. yeah. right and so you like take on the lion's name and it's like this whole thing of respect That's right so it's like cool. so it's a huge part of their culture yeah. huge and so there's this one guy um very recently because uh i don't know when but recent recent enough that he was alive and speaking in this documentary that I watched yeah. that was published recently. <laughs> okay. Um, so recently. Recently. <laughs> recently. Um, this guy, right, it was his, like, time to do his rite of passage and kill his lion, right? Mm. Um, so he, like, goes, he, like, kills his lion, he defends the herd, he feels really good about it, and then when they were, like, <clears throat> examining the lion, they realized that the lion was pregnant. Oh. It was a girl lion. <laughs> Are they still called lions? <laughs> girl? Lioness? The lioness. It was a lioness. I'm going to cry about this baby lion. It's okay. Don't cry, Hannah. Um, But so, like, there was this lion, and he felt really, really bad, right? He's like, oh, my God, like, I didn't mean to kill, like, this baby lion and its mother. Like, oh, my God, I feel awful. So this guy, like, did, like, a bunch of soul searching, and, like, he 
um, got together like with a group of all like other people in this tribe and they're like we don't want to like hunt lions anymore we want yeah. to protect them and you're like wait what and you're like this is like thousands of years of your culture and you're like gonna just you can just flip it like that and so they did like their whole tribe was like that's- yeah they're like that's right like we don't really want to do that anymore and so now they like they're like they call themselves lions protectors and instead of them taking the lion's name they name their lion that they protect after them that's so cool right and this isn't even the coolest like, part traditions can change right? and sometimes they should and you and they can and you can still honor right the that tradition yeah. but like you don't have to kill the lion protect the lion it's still the lion's still a huge part of your culture but the best part about this is like right now so what's going to happen to their herd right if we're protecting the lions we can't make our livelihood but they teamed up with these researchers who are coming into Africa and they're like I can't remember what university they're with they're with you know some research team with a bunch of money and technology right (laughs) and so they have these collars that they can put around the lions and like track them by radio waves I think if I'm getting that correct I could be getting it wrong that's I mean that sounds right you know but basically they have the technology that they're able to track the lions so by teaming up with this tribe of lion protectors they're able to like find the like tribe of lions what a lion group is called the pack pack yeah I think that'll work not technical term we're not animal ecologists but the, the pride, 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 pride. Yes, pride. <laughs> Did you hear me say thank goodness? Thank goodness. <laughs> thank God. Uh, no. I, I, so many things are going through my head right now. This is a this no. Is this a is cool so cool. Story. So they're able. So the the Maasai people are able yeah. to track the lions because that's just what they've like grown up learning how to do. That's their culture. That's like their intelligence is like being able to like read the land and wa- and know where the lions are coming from and everything. And so. They teamed up with these researchers, tracked the lions, can put a collar on one of the lions in the pride, and then they know where the pride is going to be so they can move their herd so that the lions don't eat the cattle. And they still protect them. And they still protect the lions, and not one lion has been killed since they started doing this. That's amazing. Isn't that so cool? That's like such Ah! a... So several things come to mind in that story. Okay. I didn't want to interrupt you because like that's so amazing. But also interrupt. (laughs) So like... The part where he killed the lion for his tradition, right? Because he thought that that's what. Because that's what, what. That's what. That's what you did, right? And then he like recognized that that maybe was wasn't lining up with his moral compass. This reminds me of, if you are familiar with the story of Aldo Leopold. Yes. He worked. The in, wolf. Yes, he worked. Thinking like a mountain. <laughs> yes. So he worked in the Southwest, right? Yes. In a national forest, mm-hmm. he was like a manager there. Right. Um, and. He at that point they were killing gray wolves, right? Right. Because they were um, thought to be bad, right? Threatening. Pests. They thought that they were like threatening the ecosystem, basically. They thought they were, you know, they're killing, the, they're killing cattle, they're killing right elk, deer, whatever. They're ruining might be our there. way of life, yeah. Right. And they were like, they need to be gone, right? And he recognized after he shot that gray wolf, right. But he, like, he saw something in its eyes. Mm-hmm. I know like, exactly what you're talking about. Like, I've yeah. literally read this article. Chills, it gives it? me chills every time I read yeah. it. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. I know. So Isn't that crazy? There's, like, multiple things that I think are cool about that. Right. It doesn't matter who you are or Cross where culture. you're from. Right. That's a human thing. Right. We have, like, that, like respect you, for animals. That you should respect animals. Yeah. Another thing I think is so cool is that, like, today in so many cultures, it's, like, it's people with money or it's yeah. white people or it's just people with like power mm-hmm. that are telling other cultures how, how they should change. Right. This guy 
came to this on his own. He was like, this is how I know what I'm doing, and I know this is what I'm going to do. And, like, and the only reason, like, that they're able to be so successful and, like, their, like, moving of the the herds and, like, keeping the pride safe and stuff is because, like... Like, it wasn't, like, this group of researchers coming in and being, like, well, we're going to do this and this and this, right? And it wasn't, and they probably, they couldn't have done it on their own either. They didn't have the technology, but, like, Mm -hmm. they had to use each other to do it, right? It was this whole cooperation thing where, like, (coughs) you know, I mean, like, the researchers, while they have the technology, they can't track the lions. But the pride couldn't have the technology, but they all they could track him. Gosh, I knew where he lived. I don't uh, know. It's good. Hopefully, hopefully you like where the podcast is going. So we really like it. Yeah. And honestly, that's all that matters, Hannah. I think so too. But We're gonna I probably think, keep doing this. I think our listeners. I just about called them viewers again. The viewers. Really need to stop. I like it. I, we're doing great. So one thing I wanted to add. I just keep adding things. Just keep. The adding. documentary I watched yes. was called The Last Stand. The Last Stand. So it's kind of old and there's a lot of hippies so be Be ready prepared (laughs) but it's super interesting to hear about it in better detail than i could ever tell i'm so excited no but this is great this is what it's for now people like if they're interested they can go watch it they can watch yours the the last stand uh not to be confused with the last stand 2013 crime thriller (laughs) (laughs) starring uh I don't know. I couldn't get a lead actor fast um, enough. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Not that movie. Not that movie. Don't watch that no, one. You could. Unless you're an Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. If you watch it, analyze it for us. It let us know. We might talk about it on the next podcast. We probably won't. Right. Probably not. But we might. You know, it's shot in the dark. It's our podcast. We do what we want. Yeah. No apologies. Oh, Hannah. Oh, what a day. Looks like the LARPers are coming out to... Uh... LARP? Yeah, live action role play. Yeah, they are. They're ready. Uh, if you heard the booming in the background earlier, that was their while foam Hannah swords. went, that was the foam swords. <laughs> College is a weird place. College is a weird place. Uh, you got the hippies screaming about their podcast. We got the larpers. We got this Afro person. Either way, that was an interesting way to describe that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, guys. Either way, I have to go play D&D because college is weird. <laughs> and I have to go finish a speech. We love you. Good night. Yes, good night. <laughs> um, but, like, let us know if you guys liked the way that we did yeah, this. No, We're super real. excited. Give us, Give us feedback, please. Um, we are super excited and Dude. passionate about this, and I feel really good. Should we mark this as season two? Is this season two, Hannah? I think it might be season two. We're making Hannah. changes. I know season? that we were trying to save season two for the summer, no. but this is season two, I think. Hey, it's warm outside. We're, it's warm we're enough. outside. It's summer now. Well, <laughs> season two. Season two. Chris Pie Five. <laughs> That's that was weird. I shouldn't do that. Are we going to wrap the outro? Oh, I forgot. How are we going to wrap it? Um, you Do you want to take a verse and then I can try to rhyme it? <laughs> That was our show, just so you know. Before we go, have another... We gotta go! (laughs) Goodbye!